Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Covfefe uh, on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the bad mama Jemma, and her teddy bear, uh, Carrie Smith. Hi, Carter. Good morning. Hey, that's uh, quite a <laughs> you have on your lap there. His name actually is Teddy. Uh, <laughs> it really is Teddy. There you go. <laughs> He's a little Muppet. Look at him. I don't, does he qualify as a dog? Maybe. Part dog. <laughs> part dog, part stuffed animal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what do you what do you want to talk about today, Carrie? It's, uh, it's, you know, some interesting stuff. I'm trying to ignore the uh, Bill Barr, Mueller stuff right now just because I, I feel like, I feel, I'm pretty well, sure. I, I, both I guess sides. I, I have been ignoring it because I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, he's testifying, Barr's testifying today, supposedly, I guess. And uh, it just seems like everyone's taking stuff out of context and and bending the truth so much. And I care so little about this at this point. There was no collusion. Uh, I don't really care about who misrepresented what and when Mueller sent the letter to Barr before or after Barr, you know, released the... Uh, you know, finalize the report, the summary, like I, all the stuff. It, I guess it matters. It matters to someone. I'm glad someone cares about it, but it, it, I don't, I can't trust anything I read in the news, which means I basically would have to do a lot of firsthand research. And I just don't, I just don't really care. There was no Russia collusion. So I don't really care about this anymore. Right. I thought, wait, why is Barr testifying? I, I'm so out of the loop. Because people are uh, thinking that he misrepresented the his summary report misrepresented Mueller's actual report, and Mueller wrote a letter to Barr beforehand disagreeing about some stuff. But it was actually before the report was finalized, and they were arguing about whether to release it piecemeal or all in a whole, and blah blah blah. And so, of course, the Democrats are saying Bill Barr lied to people by his misrepresenting of the report, and uh, you know, I, what a bunch of crap! I just, it's just. <laughs> I mean, look, on the one hand, he probably did intentionally get a summary out that was favorable to the president because um, like the news media, the president's administration is very aware of uh, being the first to provide a narrative. <laughs> um, so sure, maybe he did. I don't know. Is that bad? I, not really. I don't care. Maybe a little bit. I, I don't care. Um, the point was there's not collusion. I, you know, I, maybe I, someday I want to get like uh, D.C. McAllister or someone on this show. Um, she wrote the Spygate book with Dan Bongino and um, and someone else whose name I forget. But, uh, you know, if you really dig into this, there's a lot of nasty shit underneath this from all parties, uh, everyone from Hillary Clinton to John McCain to, like, Russians to people in the U.K. There's, like, a lot of weirdness. And... Um, you know, to 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 act like this is all just about Trump and Russia, and then you can't you can't pull on every little thread related to the Trump administration without noticing the massive threads all around you related to everyone else. Um, but yeah. that's what they're doing. So um, I just don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. So, <laughs> uh, so today is May Day. It's Workers' Day. I have something to say about May Day. Um, so May Day was originally um, 
a, actually Wikipedia calls it an ancient North American festival. I didn't think you could use the word ancient and North America in the same sentence, non-ironically, but apparently you can. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's an ancient North American festival. I guess I guess there are some ancient cultures. I just feel like I think of ancient as like, you know, 10,000 years ago. Uh, I don't know how many humans were yeah. here 10,000 years ago, so some maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> ancient. Uh, I guess maybe only six or 8,000 years. I'll, I'll, I'll dial back my ancient meter. Um, like Samaria, that's what's ancient, right? Anyway, uh, an ancient North American spring festival. Uh, but but in the uh, late 19th century, um, it was the, the international, it was, so the socialists and communist parties um, decided to kind of choose May Day as a date for International Workers Day um, to commemorate this, uh, bloody battle between police and protesting workers uh, called the Haymarket Affair in Chicago, which I didn't learn about in my history books, but I just read about a little bit. Um, anyway, the point I want to make is uh, stop using the word workers to describe people who do physical labor and have uh, low paying jobs. It is a uh, Marxist term. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an intentionally um, propagandized term. You use the word worker with the implication that the bosses aren't working and only the people that are doing the manual labor are working. The low paying people are working. They are working and they work hard and that's honorable work. And the owner's working his ass off typically. Yes, there are trust fund babies and there are some people who inherit you know, money and just aren't working. Yeah, sure. But for the most part, uh, entrepreneurs work their ass off. I've started several companies. I have lots of friends who've started several companies. The founders who eventually are multimillionaires sometimes, they're the ones cleaning the toilets at the beginning and like doing all the crap work because no one else does it. And they work longer hours, even when they're paid higher, or right? even when they eventually are worth millions of dollars, they still tend to work longer hours than the rest of the workers. The idea that they're not working because they're using their brain and not their brawn is, uh, you know, first of all, it's a very Marxist uh, characterization. Um, it's just, it's also just uh, completely, it runs completely contrary to uh, human nature and human experience. You know, our our most primary tool of survival is our rational mind. That's how we survive. We don't have sharp teeth. We can't run super fast. We don't have a thick hide, right? What makes humans able to survive is our brain. People using their brain to produce things, to build companies and to design things and invent things and manage and operate and run and all that stuff, that is work. That's how humans work. It doesn't mean that also doing uh, work that requires more muscular movement isn't also work. That's work too. But to the idea of categorizing one segment of society as workers is meant to contrast that with people who, the implication is that other people aren't workers. And that's not true, which is why I can't stand when people call talk about workers' rights or workers' day or it's International Workers' Day. Working class? What do you call working class? That's the thing. Working class is a Marxist term. Mm -hmm. Everyone is working class. Warren Buffett works his ass off, I guarantee, still. Probably, I don't know, maybe he's semi-retired. But, like, <laughs> look, Mark Zuckerberg is a worker. So the idea that there's a worker's class, 
the idea of that a workers class that this whole thing is is communist propaganda it's and and the the idea is that there's a workers class and that's distinct from the non-workers class and one one set works and the other set owns but that's a that's a child's view of how business and and the economy works you know you first of all you you can be mobile from one position to another um and second of all there's nothing inherently different about you it's not like you know it's not like it's a different type of a person you're the same kind of person and you both work you're just doing different jobs right some of you get paid more sure right but politicians get paid more than the quote workers class and i would argue that they do negative work so why are they lumped in the same category as bosses it just pisses me off <laughs> i i actually i'm laughing that's fine. Well, no, I haven't thought of it before, but you're right. Working class. I mean, that that does sound when I, when you point it out that way. It is Marxist. It's totally Marxist. That's where it came from. Hmm. So I'm I'm ranting because I want people when someone talks about working class or workers' rights, I just want people out there to challenge it and say, "What do you mean by that? What does it mean to be working class?" Right? If you mean poor, say it. Uh, but don't say working class. Hmm. And not all poor is working class, by the way. There's some hell of a lot of non-working poor in the U.S., right? I think Romney famously got in trouble for saying something like 40-something percent of people don't pay taxes. Um, and uh, apparently that's offensive to people who don't pay taxes and don't work. Um, anyway, that's the end of my rant on May Day. Anything, anything you want <laughs> to talk about it. that's not May Day, Carrie? <laughs> um, hmm, I didn't... I had an interesting conversation yesterday. I think I told you about it. Uh, but you didn't did, tell our audience. I did not tell the audience. I told you most of what happened. No, I, I hadn't had a conversation with a guy who, <clears throat> he was telling me how he, he lives in Berkeley. He used to, he's from Texas. He was thinking about moving back to Texas. But, and then he says to me, but there's just, there's too many white people here. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it in that way that, leftists say stuff like that all the time and they just the thing is you're expected just to be like oh yeah white yeah and so he was like yeah but there's just so many too many white people here and i was like oh oh yeah so you're racist huh racist. <laughs> <laughs> and he started he was like what no and then, and then he did start laughing but he was like no and but you said that, it in a funny way it's a challenging thing to say but you kind of said it in a light-hearted oh so you're racist oh huh? uh, oh so you're racist yeah <laughs> like no wait no and then he said well no it would be prejudiced anyway and i knew exactly what he meant because again from that sjw religion I'm teaching like, you the difference yeah he goes it would be prejudiced anyway and i was like no i don't buy that new definition of racism sorry and uh he's like new it's not new and speaking of ancient carter I, this is not an ancient definition. I said, really, that, this definition is like, what, power plus prejudice equals race. It's like 20 years old, maybe. That's pretty new. That's a right. pretty and new it's not, And it's not in the mainstream either. It's just starting to be in it's the mainstream. It's just starting to be in the mainstream. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I don't, I was like, I used to preach that. I was, you know, I was an evangelist for 20 years, but uh, I don't buy that anymore. And he's like, just kind of flabbergasted. Hey. And, then, and then he kind of conceded. He's like, well... I am in Berkeley and everybody, and I was like, oh yeah, it is the predominant religion there, isn't it? You know, but it was this moment where I think it was, I, I, I just like, uh, I wanted to mention it because 
we were talking about what people can do in their everyday lives, you know, to fight this belief system. You can make jokes like that when people say ridiculous stuff, like there's too many white people there. You know, that's yeah. nobody would say the op, nobody would say there's too many Mexican people there. Right. If they black. would, they would expect to get a, exactly. a, a load of shit from someone else. Like, or, sorry, not a load of shit. That's the wrong phrase, whatever. They would get, uh, they would get challenged. They would be challenged pretty severely. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing about men. People say stuff about men all the time that they would never say about women. Speaking of that, did you see, I tweeted this last night, but not everyone follows my awesome Twitter account uh, or the unsafe <laughs> space awesome Twitter account. Uh, but uh, so Swalwell, who's this representative who I, I despise, he's actually near me. He, I think he's like one district over or something in, in California. But uh, he, he totally, he tried to virtue signal by saying, the word woman, wait, he said, do you know how many times the word woman appears in the constitution? Zero. And then he goes on to say, "There's some, this, this is an injustice and something needs to be, whatever. He does his virtue signaling like, I, look at me, I'm a feminist. He's also a moron. I, like, I double checked because I was like, I'm pretty sure they don't use the word man or men either. <laughs> <laughs> so I double checked. I, like, I pulled the constitution up and did a quick search. And like, of course, no, they use people because that's the word that they used in the constitution. They didn't say men or people or men or, or women or man or anything. Um, but yeah, I did. It's just virtue signaling bullshit. Uh, there's too many white people is a virtue signaling thing. Or like people will say that's too white or that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's uh, a way that they're, um, they're signaling their, like an entire ideology with one simple sentence like that. Right. I'm the cool kind of racist. I'm the cool racist. And they're also just, I mean, they just expect, this is so common in the SJW circles. They just expect everyone to be, oh, and just apologize. I mean, i would I used to say shit like that, you know, yeah, like it's stupid. Yeah. But if you think about it, yeah, it is, that's a really racist thing to say. It's massively racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. So many white people there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently, though, saying it's okay to be white is also racist. So. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's not, um, that's not news. That's just an ana- anecdote. No, that's good. And it's, it's, uh, it fits into my, my May Day rant in the sense that it's an actionable thing. When people say working class, you can challenge them. When people say too many white people or stupid racist SJW stuff, you can challenge them. Um, you should challenge them. Do you say blue collar and white collar? Do you say stuff like that? You can say, I, I mean, blue collar at least makes sense. It indicates the type of labor that you're doing. Um, so I don't have a big problem with that. It's the workers thing that I have a problem with because the, all, of, all of communism is built on this premise that the people who own and operate the factories, that the white collar workers don't actually do any work and are undeserving of the products of their labor and that all the real work is done by the people who turn the knobs and hammer the, hammer, the nails and that kind of stuff. And um, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, the person who runs a company often has the ability to also do the frontline work, um, but their brain is needed for the much harder task of running the company. And But people who do the frontline work often aren't capable of running the company. So I, it doesn't, it's not an indictment of them as human beings. I'm not capable of lots of things. I would be bad at running certain companies, okay at other stuff. Like I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, and, and, and that's fine. But the the idea that like all of the production comes from the people who physically touch the goods 
uh, is just childish and stupid. And it's ultimately destructive because um, it leads to this, this uh, authoritarian ideology of like, let's overturn, you know, let's, it's time for a Bolshevik revolution. That's what it, that's what it amounts to. Right. I like it. By the way, it's also often mixed with a bunch of anti-Semitism because uh, the Jewish population tends to also be the bankers in, in a lot of those societies. Like a lot of the Jew, there was a the Venn diagram overlap of a lot of the quote money work was often uh, the Jewish population. And so uh, it was often kind of mixed with a little bit of anti-Semitism, which, which I would argue is, you know, the Nazi Germany is the the prime example of that, right? Not, you know, as much as the socialists don't like to say, that Hitler was socialist, that he was a socialist. He was implementing socialist ideology and, and the Venn diagram of the kind of, quote, unproductive bourgeois that the Russians would call, it, call quote, unproductive, the bourgeois and the Jews, the Venn diagram overlapped quite a lot and it turned into some anti-Semitism. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, speaking of socialism, can I play a clip? There's this, this is awesome. Um, this is from the Daily Caller. Well, the Daily Caller pointed this out. It's from MSNBC. An MSNBC host is talking about Venezuela. And obviously, there's a lot of unrest in Venezuela right now. And uh, he mistakenly makes a case for the Second Amendment, which I think is awesome, given that it's MSNBC. I heard about this, but I haven't seen it. I would love to see it. Yeah, let me see if I can play this clip. Hold on for a second. Here we go. That's why we need guns. <laughs> right, here we go. Is Maduro is hanging on. Not only hanging on, but he appears to still control the military. You have to understand in Venezuela, gun ownership is not something that is open to everybody. So if the military have the guns, they have the power. And as long as Nicolas Maduro controls the military, he controls the country. And Juan Guaido and his support... So... I think that's pretty awesome. I don't uh, know. Why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no gun ownership here. And so whoever controls the military, see that, they, you know, they can't fight. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Did they take, did they take, I don't, I see, I don't know enough. I'm, I'm going to speak out of, this is out of my element, but um, did they confiscate guns from people? Did they ever have gun rights there? Do you know? Oh, did Venezuela ever have yeah. gun rights? I don't know. Uh, maybe someone... Uh, but we can, you know what, since this is uh, not live, hold on, we'll just pause the video. <laughs> Here we go. According to BBC News, in uh, June of 2012, there's an article here that says Venezuela bans private gun ownership. It says Venezuela has brought a new gun law into effect, which bans the commercial sale of firearms and ammunition. Until now, anyone with a gun permit could buy arms from a private company under the new law, only the army, police, and certain groups like security companies will be able to buy arms from the state-owned weapons manufacturer and importer. So, um... Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I... They, so they, they enacted gun control laws. They took guns out of the hands of citizens. And then flash forward, I mean, you know, six years. I don't know. Yeah, but the the left can't predict six years in advance. That's too far. Um, <laughs> but they can predict 10. Did you hear Beto say that we only have 10 years left to fix climate change? Sorry. Oh, yeah, they can only, I'm sorry. They can't <laughs> predict, uh, yeah. 
they can predict things that fit their agenda just fine. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We only have 10 years left. Um, I'll take my chances with global warming. By the way, uh, one, I guess last that we, we've probably gone enough. We've probably talked about enough, but one last quick thing is there's a, uh, runner, I guess she's trans caster Semenya. Do you know who caster Semenya is? I don't know. So caster Semenya is, uh, uh, runner who won the 5,000 meter gold at the South African athletics championships. Um, and I guess she's also, uh, um, was the Olympic 800 meter champion. Um, and she challenged this rule about testosterone levels. She says that when she was 18, she was asked to take a gender test and we, the results weren't released, but, uh, but it was claimed that her test showed both male and female characteristics. Um, so we don't really know. Maybe she's a, an actual intersex person. But regardless, her testosterone levels were were high, and she was winning um, in women's sports. And she just lost her challenge here. She's going to have to have levels below a certain amount uh, for at least six months prior to competing in any event. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess this is kind of a step in the right direction. Uh, in terms of the the intersex and trans community encroaching on women's sports. Um, you know, the caveat I'll say is six months isn't enough, right? If you do steroids for 20 years and uh, and you're off from six months before your competition, I don't know that that's uh, quite sufficient so that you're on, on a level playing field with everyone else. But at least it's as, at least they didn't say, uh, yeah, yeah, testosterone levels are irrelevant as long as she claims she's a woman. Um, so, Wait, and, and she might be, I don't know what her, like, I don't know whether she has lady bits or not. I don't know what her. But, I, I, but this, is it, these are her natural testosterone levels or? I can't tell. I don't know. I think, I think it might be. Um, I think that's the reason that she was asked to take a gender test because, um, I think there was some concern that she wasn't fully female. Um, she she looks not fully female. I mean, if we can just, you know, if we can judge people on that, which, you know, we can judge people on whatever we want. We just might make us horrible people. Uh, you know, she, she doesn't I, look super I don't know. Feminine. I don't know what I think about this. I mean, because I don't think that, um, like, if she's not taking testosterone injections like i think if that's her natural testosterone level and she's biologically female well we don't know if she's biologically right female. that's the point okay. right yeah. so uh yeah i would say if she's xx and just has naturally high testosterone levels i could see a case for leaving her alone oh here's something that says she's intersex right that's my understanding is that she's theoretically intersex, but I don't think we really know because I don't think they released any of these results. This is such a, um, like a, a isolated case. It's not like there are going to be a lot of intersex cases, I don't think. So I, doubtful. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think in this case, maybe I, I, I wouldn't, she, I don't think she should have to suppress her natural testosterone levels. That's just me. <laughs> right. But it might mean she can't compete as a woman. Well, 
right? Um, I mean, no, look, we could, I, the, the uh, misogynistic thing to say is like, we could just do away with all gender in sports and there's only one sports team and it doesn't matter what gender you are. It'll just end up being dominated by men. Men. Mostly. I mean, I mean that's what's going to happen. I'm fine with that, but I, I imagine there's a lot of ladies who are not. A uh, lot of female athletes who are not, yeah. Right, and I'm also fine with separating them because there is a difference. Um, and you get edge cases like this. Uh, I don't know. I would say if you're going to separate men and women's sports because uh, women have uh, different physiology genetically, then you don't want people on the border ending up in women's sports. You want to throw them into the men's sports because um, it doesn't harm the men's sports to have them there, but it does harm the women's sports to have them there. Right. Um, I can agree with that. So uh, anyway, on that brilliant, <laughs> brilliant analysis of a cutting edge, uh, important uh, issue. I don't know. Is it, is it the cutting edge or important? No, I, Cutting edge, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And even my, my vocabulary is not working. It is a rainy, rainy, dark day here. And it feels like this is a rainy day, Kefefe. It is. It's, rain. <laughs> it's not rainy here. I guess it's, it's a little bit rainy. Uh, anyway, with that, now that you have the important information you need on intersex runners, uh, you can start your day with a smile. So um, try, you know, if anyone wants us to pay attention to the Mueller thing, I guess let us know. And uh, I haven't finished reading the whole Mueller report. It's just hard because I don't really care. Um, but we'll see you on, oh, on Thursday, tomorrow, we have, uh, we should comedian. stay. Sorry, go ahead. We have comedian Josh Denny. Yeah. Who, um, is he suspended from Twitter or off, kicked off? Uh, no, oh, I think no, he's still neither. on Twitter. He's, he's neither, on Twitter, but he got in trouble for his Twitter comments, but he's not suspended. Yes, he's still on Twitter. He's just uh, like a lot of uh, people lately. He's, he's, uh, he's fallen uh, prey to the mob and he lost his agents. There's an article about him out in medium right now. He lost his agents. He lost some jobs. He's, you know, he's, he's the target of this outraged SJW mob. And uh, I'm very excited to speak with him. Yeah. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, have a good day, everyone. And uh, don't forget to follow us at Unsafe Space on YouTube. Um, oh, and now we have an email. You can email speak at unsafespace.com if you have uh, stuff you want us to talk about or you want to complain about um, my hair or Carrie's hats or whatever. Um, all right. See you later. Bye, guys.